Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, the founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We are emotioneering human performance, not engineering it. In season one, we talked about emotioneering the modern mindset and really about those people skills and the expression and the communication. In season two that we're in now, we're going to have topics center around everything to do with emotioneering business results. And that's going to cover creating great places to work, increasing profits, human capital, the people, getting record-breaking results, and world-class employee engagement. I'm going to be interviewing guests that I know are absolute experts in this area, and will be able to share their knowledge, share their learnings on the journey with you and myself. And I'm really looking forward to getting in to all things emotioneering with them. Remember to subscribe to YouTube, to the Facebook page, to Instagram, LinkedIn. And of course, you can go to the website, modernmindgroup.co.uk, and you'll get our monthly newsletter there. Enjoy the show. Today, my guest on the podcast is Marvin Reed. Marvin is the MD and founder of Volume 2, which is a full service agency where he is an international business coach. He is a speaker, trainer, consultant to many blue chip companies. And now he also has the passion to support SMEs as a coach. And he's also a mentor for startups through the NatWest business accelerator program so a lot of a lot of things um obviously well uh, respected in the industry and marvin welcome to the show well, thank you for having me great to be here great in to good- finally catch up with you in real life yeah <laughs> or yeah, yeah or like virtual <laughs> real life yeah absolutely. yeah absolutely <laughs> it's it's great and um you know i I'd obviously summarized there that's you know there's a lot of things that you're sort of um doing and 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 doing well I said that obviously you're well respected we met uh, in a business network over the audio platform which is Clubhouse yes people it does still exist there are amazing humans like Marvin and myself on it Um, but look you know tell us more about your journey and sort of more about Marvin and, and how it all started really Wow, how far do you want to go back? Um, I think um, for me, really, uh, um, I've shared the story quite a few times. You know, I grew up in um, one of the the biggest sort of uh, counts. Well, born in Manchester, grew up in um, in Wolverhampton, but um, with insurance, Manchester at the time was one of the biggest uh, council estates in Europe, and and um, you know, I moved around quite a lot um, as my parents uh, weren't together at the time. But for the majority of my life, I grew up in the Midlands, um, hence the kind of mixed accent. Uh, and and then be, I moved to, to London after that. But, you know, growing up in the Midlands was was a, a, an interesting experience, um, uh, especially having been born in, in Manchester as well. Uh, and I think... Um, I often talk about some of the things that contribute towards uh, the way um, people are like right now. So the journey that they've had and all of their experiences and things like that, in addition to the contribution of, of her parents and, you know, my my mother and, and sort of grandparents were, were a huge inspiration uh, to me in, in, um, in the way that they conducted themselves, not even so much in what they said, but more how they acted. Uh, so my, my mother was definitely a, um, what 
people would today probably consider to be a workaholic. <laughs> she was a nurse. I always remember doing sort of double shifts and, um, uh, and you know, uh, leaving them at my grandma's house. And again, that was another fantastic uh, influence on my life. Um, and, you know, it's really sort of shaped uh, the man I am today in terms of like my morals and um, the, the thought process and maybe the way that I think in sort of like the strategic way. Um, I'm very very mindful of of uh, the impact on other people uh, that conversations can have and all of that because there was a lot of people around growing up you know my grandma had like 12 kids so um, lots of uncles and aunties in the, in the same house and I even really see my uncles as brothers really because we're so close uh, and uh, I spent so much time with them so so yeah um, family was definitely an important part to me but um, eventually moving away from from Wolverhampton uh, to go to university and um, I studied uh, graphic design um, which uh, then uh, led me to do a lot more sort of like freelancing and working with at one point the majority of the sort of universities within the UK doing all of the campaigns for uh, um, Freshers Week and all that kind of stuff um, but I think uh, for me personally there was always that um, that uh, searching for something bigger, do you know what I mean, that was within me, um, irrespective of uh, whatever success I had, I always wanted to sort of level up and go to that next level. So um, I then moved on to, to running a, a design agency in, in London for a number of years uh, before kind of uh, moving to a larger corporate uh, organisation. So uh, exiting the, the design agency and, and again, wanting to, to to go that one step further wanting to you know okay we're turning over sort of between 1.5 and, and 3 million at the design agency but I want to know what it feels like to turn over 100 million and you know so going and working for a large corporate organization to see how things work in respect to leadership in respect to um you know managing large teams and uh having large clients and all of that kind of stuff um so yeah I've I, was did that for a long time um and I was actually headhunted to do that it was it was it was an opportunity that um I really enjoyed um and then fast forward to sort of 2017 I set up uh, volume two um but it was always my aspiration to to be an entrepreneur and it was always uh, an aspiration to run my own company really um volume two was uh an idea I had years and years and years before it was actually an idea I had um, while I was at university so um, so yeah it was always something that that was on the roadmap for me. Ah, on the roadmap for you I love it we're going to come on to your strategizing and your roadmap um, sort of you know skills and your knowledge and expertise uh, shortly a little bit further mm -hmm. into the interview but I love that and thank you for sharing a flavor of you know that those sort of key elements and and things that were coming out of what you were saying there in terms of your mum you know working double shifts but being this nurse that was like super supportive and now you're here in the business world being super supportive and kind of that's that's where I'm sort of connecting the dots and what you were talking about there and then yeah. you know really helping yourself to grow and I suppose I'm I'm seeing the connection between you wanting to help more people but also wanting to feed your knowledge 
so that you mm-hmm. can continue to help them. Um, you mentioned obviously moving from what you were doing in business and, and similarly, and, and those that are listening to the podcast know I have a similar story where I set up a business, but there was something in me that just didn't, it, it, there was a connection or something that felt like I need to know more, like I need to know and understand more about this. So you wanted to know what is it like to, you know, work in these corporates and to turn over much more um, in terms of revenue and how the setup was. What do you think the biggest thing that you learned in that process was? It's a really good question, actually, because I think there were lots and lots of lessons. And it was um, because um, it was a much larger organisation. So it was, you know, two and a half thousand employees and, you know, sort of multiple offices throughout the UK um, and in Europe, actually. Uh, I, I think that I went into it and and. I, I think a lot of people will be able to resonate with this. When you're at a smaller organization, um, you probably do more things that aren't necessarily in your job description. So you will have a much wider skill set. When you go to a larger organization, you you know, there's more employees and people's job roles are are a lot um, smaller. Do you know what I mean? It's not this big, massive, wide, expansive um, you know, you almost need to be like a Swiss army knife where in the larger organizations, it's like, no, this is your responsibility. And then you pass it to this person, then you pass it to this person. Um, so for me, um, it was an adjustment for sure, because I think that, you know, you, you have to then, even if you see someone else doing something and you know that you can actually do that and or you think that maybe they should be doing it another way, you have to kind of dial that back. So if I was to think of some of the lessons that I learned um, in addition to uh, working within large teams that are responsible for a, a, a very, very large amount of money, um, it was also the management of, of people, but management of people uh, from all different work, walks of life. So within that organisation, one of the, the things we did is we took people in from um like local authorities and government organizations um in doing that that you then have a big melting pot of um different personalities and different work ethics because obviously public sector is very very different to private sector um and one of the biggest lessons i I probably learned at that point um in my career really was um and I'd, I'd learned it before, but in a different capacity. In that capacity, it was really the importance of um, the synergy between EQ and IQ. So understanding that everybody is different and, you know, you can't just use one uh, boilerplate system or, or one boilerplate conversation for everyone. You know, you have to understand more about people and what they're looking for um, within a job. Do you know what I mean? Some people... Uh, you know, the job doesn't mean as much to them. Not everybody is pursuing a career. Uh, So it was that um, uh, I learned a lot in in terms of, you know, that synergy between EQ and IQ and and understanding how to get the best out of people uh, in order to achieve the objective. I love that because what you're saying there, I feel many people can relate to where Mm -hmm. they may have moved role they're finding out about themselves. They're finding out about the different team um, ethics. That's finding out about the different cultures. But then, like you said, also finding out it's different people from different backgrounds. And one of the things that stood out to me 
definitely from working globally and internationally to coming back and working locally was the cultural intelligence gap Mm -hmm. that I felt Mm -hmm. was is probably still missing sometimes in the smaller communities especially within the UK and how it just expands your mind doesn't it very very much so 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 thank you for sort of you know going into that important points you brought up about EQ IQ how you know all the different mix of people and how they interact how that can really build amazing teams um tell us about you know a little bit more about sort of your journey to setting up then volume two and and where you're at now you had this idea when you were in um university we obviously have we also haven't touched on your family life so you know I know that you've got Mm -hmm. two beautiful children that you've been telling me about so you know I'm I'm one and how old are they again uh, three and six at this point. Uh, well, actually, Jackson will be seven in December. Amazing. So d- mm. very similarly to the sort of age that you've been running your own agency again for, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. what were sort of um, some of the drivers for you to say, right, I'm going to go off and I'm I'm going to set this up for myself now? Yeah, it's, it's a... Uh, uh... It's an interest, interesting point. I think it probably um, will be similar to a lot of people. I think ultimately when you speak to an entrepreneur or a business owner, nine times out of ten, they'll yeah, they'll say it's hard, but they'll always say, oh, you know, I wish I'd have done it sooner. Uh, and I think um, for me, um, to answer your question, when you think about family life and also, um, you know, the reasons why I actually sort of set up the business or, or decided to take the leap um, prior to um, – uh, setting up volume two I'd always uh, said to myself no I just want a bit more information I just want a bit more experience I just want to you know I, you know okay I, I know how, how it feels to do a 10 million pound deal I want to know how it feels to to, to do a 50 million or 100 million or you know and the largest uh, uh, I tell this story a lot the largest deal I worked on was 400 million and I think you know it got to the point where it was like well if I don't do it now similar to to having kids if i if i thought to myself if i don't do it now i'm never going to do it but in addition to that um jackson uh when i actually left the corporate rat race if you want to call it that jackson was like three months old um and what i realized was that i was on the train kind of going into london at seven o'clock in the morning um coming back at uh, sort of half eight nine and and I was at the level where I could have actually said before you know this whole pandemic you know work from home home culture was a, a an actual proper thing um I could have quite, quite easily done it but if you love what you do and you're passionate about what you do and you want to do it right and you, you're you tend to throw yourself into work anyway um, so even though you can kind of work from home and you can take the time out and and orchestrate things in that way, you don't choose to unless you actually um, unless something kind of happens. So for me, recognizing that um, I'm, I'm not actually seeing uh, my sort of three month old child unless it's the weekend because he's when I leave, he's asleep when I get back. Um, so it was the recognition that something had to change. And I'd always been um, a big, big advocate of uh, creating a, um, a life that I, I not only love, but also um, is the right fit for myself and also the right fit for my family and the right fit for the father that I want to be and the right fit for the partner that I want to be and so on and so forth. So so when I then start to see um, 
that things aren't as aligned as they need to be because again it's that um imbalance or or lack of synergy between all of the things that are going on you need to make a decision um so i just i chose to then sort of leave the rat race and and i took some time out and then decided to set up volume two love that and and, you know because there's going to be people out there listening to this that could be considering it themselves you know to Mm. understand that sort of journey that you've been on and yeah that reflection of our time right and and what we're doing Mm. with it and 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 what we plan um for the future and 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 coming um you know back to the fact that you are a coach you're a mentor you know you do a lot of support with other people who do you think you know in your career was there any sort of people that sort of stood out to you as mentors or or people that taught you the biggest lessons in in your career that you've kind of carried over into what you do um it's interesting actually because even the idea of a mentor um was a little bit lost on me up until the point where I set up my own business um and then, then I started to realise that you know I actually needed a mentor, you know, because entrepreneurship is a, a very very lonely place. And I think um, you know, people these are the things that aren't really taught. You don't you're not taught about um, the importance of mindset. Maybe it's more spoken about now, but definitely at that point it wasn't something that um, was seen as one of the key things to think think about when you're setting up your business or you know getting a mentor or making sure that you change the people that are around you this is why I talk about it so much because um these are the things that I wasn't told so um to answer your question I don't I, I didn't necessarily have a mentor as such when um you know I was running my business I, I really um I reflected on on the lessons that I'd been taught from, um, you know, as I mentioned, my mom, my grandparents, and you know, I'd sit down and have really, um, you know, my grandmother's no no longer around, but I remember some of the conversations we used to have. Do you know what I mean? And deep and meaningful conversations, and you only really start to um, connect the dots when you get older and you look back at some of those those conversations. You say, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's that's what they meant by that. And now I can see um, that lesson that they were teaching me then that I maybe went over my head and maybe wasn't really listening to. Now this experience that I'm going through, I can actually see that lesson playing out and I can actually use that, um, you know, uh, now in real time. So that I think those were the, some of the biggest lessons and some of the biggest things that I took with me. Um and for sure, now I'm connecting with people who I consider sort of mentors and um, people that I, I, I definitely look towards and um, I'll value their opinion, you know, um, but only now that I, I know the importance of a mentor, you know. Yeah, it, it is. It's brilliant, isn't it? When you look back and you can connect those dots and you can say and you're not um maybe not in the sort of professional capacity of let me go and look for a mentor. But like you said, those lessons, those people that kind of took you under their wing or maybe showed you something or taught you something that you wouldn't be able to do now if you hadn't had that sort of opportunity or that kind of experience. Um, and very interestingly, sometimes uh, the 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 wrong types of behaviour can teach us how to behave better too, right? Not from ourselves, but from those we, we sort of watch um, uh, around us. 
you know, when we think about you being sort of a coach and a mentor, do you see, you know, the work that you do with people? Do you see a big difference between how you coach and how you mentor? Or do you find that, you know, Marvin tends to blend the lines? Do you, are you, how do, how do you sort of work with people? That's a really good question, actually, um, because I, I think, um, I don't know, we talked about this um, before. Coming from the corporate environment, um, you know, I always sort of uh, was more than happy to sort of see myself as a consultant and going into organisations and things like that. It's only really, it took me a long time to actually um, accept the 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 title coach or business coach really irrespective of the fact that that's what I was doing for for a very very long time working one-to-one with entrepreneurs and business owners and I think it was because I um I didn't know enough coaches and I didn't know enough um you know life coaches business coaches um I didn't know enough about all the different variations of coach that you can actually get I just thought you know Oh yeah, I don't want to be called a coach because you know I had this image of what a coach was, and it probably wasn't a great one. You know what I mean? It's probably like a, you know uh, um, a life coach that was just very, very kind of um, all about sort of zen and that. But you've got lots of different types of coaches, and and I think you know now I'm probably I probably lean into that more now, and I'm more happy you know to 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 call myself a business coach. Um, irrespective of the fact that I'm a, a very private sort of person, I'm happy to kind of, um, you know, maybe uh, be more visible than, than I once was. Uh, so, yeah, I've probably um, uh, I'd probably say that I'm, I'm more comfortable with the term coach. And, and to answer the question, how do I um, coach in comparison to mentor? I think um, I think it's very important for people to sort of understand the difference between the two as well. Um, because I think I'm much harder um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've developed a, more of a style in coaching, the more, you know, coaching that I've done and the more that I lean into accepting the fact that, yeah, okay, I'm a business coach now. Uh, and I'm, I'm a bit more ruthless when I'm coaching, whereas when I mentor, I probably uh, am a bit more... Um, not that it's it's a softer approach, but it's a it's a, a much more um, what's the right word to use? Probably um, I don't know. Okay, let me put it this way: when someone's paying you to do something, you I want you to get the results. Yes, and that's not to say I don't want you to get the results if I'm mentoring you, but at the end of the day, I want you to get to recognize the value for money that you're getting from these sessions. And, you know, if you want to get from A to B, I'm damn sure I'm going to get you to B by the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas where the mentoring, it feels like it's a slower, more gradual process because people are going to come to you when they need a conversation or, or when they they need the help um rather than you saying right cool you you're paying me to do a job so I'm I'm going to do it do you know what I mean what what do you need where do you need to get to I think that's kind of the difference for me um okay I don't know whether, whether it's right or not but that's kind of like the the, the the two the way that I distinguish the two yeah I see that and especially as a consultant you know we're, we're two consultants and coaches having a conversation mm, here mm. today and I I'm looking at it and thinking about what you're saying I'm, I'm kind of imagining it in my own shoes and I, I suppose yeah you're right as a consultant or a coach 
you you're you're paid based on results ultimately you're there Mm -hmm. to help someone achieve what they need to achieve and that comes into the strategy side of you saying we have a plan we have this Mm -hmm. we've got the roadmap we've designed this together and that you know I'm, I'm here to help you do that and remove those kind of roadblocks to to kind of get there right versus the kind of mentoring you're right it's a little bit more it's your business it's your you know you you ask the questions I can guide mm-hmm. you I can share my insight ultimately you're they're setting the strategy and the and the plan for themselves we're not kind of mm, yeah interested a lot of mm. food for thought there mm. definitely food for yeah thought. I'm and- interested to know your your perspective on that as well because I think um uh you know for, for me I, I it's a different type of individual at this point um you know maybe it's the 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 people that I am mentoring because um you know obviously I'm sure like a a, a, I don't know Tony Robbins or you know Gary Vee or whoever if if someone goes to them for mentorship they might be at a different point um in their journey you know if or if someone was to speak to a Richard Branson or whatever like the access to those types of individuals is very very different um but for me um the people that I, I mentor aren't always because um, I think when you're coaching, you go through a pr- process of qualification as well to make sure that you're a right fit because you, you want to make sure that, um, you know, the sessions go very well and you get the results that not just you're looking for, but they're looking for when you're mentoring. Really, I, I'm there to help. Do you know what I mean? I really want to I want to support you in whatever way that is needed. But you don't go for that same sort of qualification process. So I've seen people who really do take advantage of the offer of mentorship. And then I've seen people that probably not so much, do you know what I mean? Um, Whereas if someone's paying for a service, there's a higher uh, percentage of people that are really going to want to get the most out of the sessions. Um, But yeah, I'd like to know your, your perspective on it as well. To to me, I feel the lines do blur. So to mm. me, if I'm if I'm working with someone, there's it's not like oh I have to coach you on this aspect mm. for a moment, mm. or we have to do this kind of coaching element. It, it also depends on whether someone's looking for me to provide them with the answers and the suggestions mm-hmm. and the guidance. So I feel that if I'm asking lots of questions and I'm encouraging them to find the answer for themselves, that it's probably more of the coaching hat. If I'm if I'm saying, here's what I suggest you do. Here's what Mm. I've done that's been successful. Here's what I've seen what other people have done to get successful. I'm giving you pretty much the 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 playbook. I suppose Mm -hmm. I'm kind of going here's what you need to do. And and, and from what you've told me, this is what I suggest will work. Whereas the Mm -hmm. coaching side is is, um, and ultimately, I suppose the mentoring is is I'm there for support. And I'm a I don't know, I would see it as a I'm there as um a sounding board sometimes mm-hmm. where someone will go so I have this idea I'm thinking about doing this what are your thoughts mm-hmm. okay well let me ask you a couple more questions around that mm-hmm. the coaching I feel comes a little bit more into the you know you talked about mindset that kind of okay so there's something holding you back mm-hmm. what what is what are you not sure of with this or I've you know I've suggested maybe something in terms of um an idea or a solution however we haven't maybe moved along now so what mm-hmm. what's going on in the background what is it that's holding you back what are those beliefs that you have so that's that's how I see it that's definitely how I look at it I'm not some you know I can only coach you here I can only give you counsel here so I I do see how we we wear 
the hats and simultaneously maybe we've got both hats mm. on at the same time um yeah yeah but I also liked your point about you weren't willing to call yourself a coach because it's strange because other people would call you a coach right mm-hmm. and say yeah. oh the, Marvin's my coach oh Melissa mm-hmm. coaches me and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. but why is it why was it such a, a challenge for us and I wonder if it's because I wonder if it's because especially if you look at the kind of marketing and the branding side of things of what you did maybe is it because of the conversations that came from and the the things that we knew that other people said about coaches versus what an actual really good coach does um, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take full responsibility. Um, I, I talk a lot about self-awareness and, and I think that, you know, um, what we think can sometimes be affected by, um, you know, our belief system of what we think, what we feel to be, that, that, to be true. And for sure, like, you know, I hadn't met enough, um, coaches of the full coaching spectrum to come to a conclusion as to you know what a coach was um uh and maybe maybe i i'd met the wrong people too early uh and i would have come to the conclusion that where i am now at the moment uh, fully embracing sort of the whole the whole idea of being a business coach if i'd met um the right people um earlier on uh in in the journey but uh, the journey is the journey sometimes you know you, <laughs> you can't control it we, can, we cannot change the past however we can exactly. change the future and we can mentor people based on the crazy past that we do have so, and the ups and downs that, that we've been on so I suppose that brings me into um you know let, let's talk about business you know we're not just talking coaching or consulting and let, let's really kind of get under the hood of it I mean what do you wish that people knew about business that they often don't wow this is a big question yeah I, I i think i touched on this earlier you know i know for sure um and maybe it's a maybe it's um it's a time thing so maybe it, it's to do with when i was setting up volume two or when you know i was uh, uh an entrepreneur when i started my entrepreneurial journey um because there's definitely a lot more discussions and conversations about mindset and um you know mental well-being and um burnout and all of those things now than there used to be um because i think you know that that was definitely one thing that wasn't um part of the discussion you know it was a conversation around sales and marketing and branding and social media and you know the, the the mindset part wasn't even part of the discussion and I feel like that's where a lot of um, entrepreneurs actually, um, you know, come unstuck because they focus on the sales, the marketing, the branding, the social media, you know, um, you know, knowing your numbers and all of the other stuff. But if you don't actually um, invest in having the right mindset to to tackle all of those things, um, you're just not going to be able to do it. Uh, and I think if I was to, um, you know, advise anyone to of of where to invest some of their time, where to invest some of their money, I would 110% uh, say do not forget mindset because, you know, that is the banana skin that will uh, unravel everything else. Oh, sure. the banana, I was thinking it's the thing that's mm. going to help everything just slip down the mountain that you've built up. I, I yeah. agree. It's a it's a hard one when you see friends and family or you and you make a suggestion about, you know, 
are you really the, the suggestion my suggestion is that you get a coach and mm. a proper coach because I find that also family and friends they come they come to you but there's so much there's so much that's in their relationship and so much in the baggage of of your connection with them that you're mm. not necessarily the person well I don't certainly don't feel like I'm the person that but potentially should tell them the stuff that they really need to know because maybe you've tried to hint along the way but there's you know having that kind of um also that that person that doesn't have judgment or doesn't you know they're unbiased they don't know exactly your circumstance so they're on the outside kind of looking in um it can it can help you to accept what sometimes you're you're willing to not accept well it did for me anyway Mm, (laughs) that's that's for sure but that's good so the, the, the mindset thing I mean that obviously comes first. We're gonna we're gonna come into the the, the more the strategy. Just just tell us, and I, I was gonna ask you a little bit later, but being as you brought it up now, like what are some of the things like you know if you could give like your top two things that you do to help your mindset as an entrepreneur and business owner, what what would they be? Uh, I would say um, the biggest thing for me is probably the, the one thing that I talk about so much, which is really, um, you know, the roadmap and, and, and getting an understanding of what is the vision? You know, what, what, uh, what are you actually running towards? You know, what is the plan? I mean, you know, every, everyone knows the saying, um, you know, uh, if you fail to plan, blah, 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 blah. But the reality of the situation is, is it's not just about the plan. It's about, the steps that you need to take as well as you know what are you going to do to overcome each individual milestone what are you going to do to actually um uh evolve into the person that you need to be in order to tackle this big audacious goal that you've built for yourself you know and do you have enough clarity around the vision because the one thing that stops you from running towards that vision if you're not too sure about it and if you're not too sure about it that means it's not clear in your mind so you have to get clear on it. And then, you know, when it's crystal clear, it will excite you to the point that you will run towards it because you'll be confident in in the vision and you'll be confident in 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 the roadmap and the plan. And you won't have to think about the steps. So you won't fall into that uh, feeling of overwhelm because you're unsure about what should come next and you're unsure about the steps to take and, um, and you lack that confidence then. Um, so for me, that's one of the biggest things, um, huh. and, I, and I, I talk about it quite a lot. <laughs> I know this, this might sound like again sometimes when you hear things and you have different perspectives and these conversations, I'm always learning. Like this is it's like my my own little MBA, um, you know, when I'm, I'm interviewing people and, and finding yeah. out about stuff. And I have these little revelate, well, big revelations. Really, I don't know why my mind, <laughs> why my mind about mindset was separating strategy and mindfulness. I don't know why at this moment in time, it's not like, it, it's kind of a, um, like a, a bit of an epiphany. Oh, yeah, but that is that is part of it. And I don't know mm. how it's got to the point where this is, has become a little bit of an epiphany for me in this conversation, Marvin, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that we're having it because I definitely started to kind of separate the two in my mind when actually it is the mindset um, mm. and, and part of that. So 
absolutely brilliant just absolute gold to um to have you talk about that on the podcast today and I mean it is the emotioneering podcast so obviously you're emotioneering mm. <laughs> the, the strategy uh which yeah. kind of makes even more of a connection now um but I, mm. I genuinely I feel the weight of what you've just said versus any any other way that I've looked at it before so I, I, I really appreciate you bringing that to us um so, you know, you're there, you're you're sort of focusing on the roadmap or encouraging people to find that vision and 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 work on a roadmap for themselves. Talk talk me through, you know, how that would be maybe for, you know, it's up to you whether you want to say, you know, for an SME um person or whether it's um a, you know, a, a solopreneur or a startup person like, you know, w- would you do you want to talk about both? <laughs> I'm just I'm excited mm. here now to unravel this and unpack it. So, so where do you want to go with this? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm happy to dive into it. And and just to, to sort of take a step back before stepping forward, um, I love the the fact that because I, I could see the sort of cogs going as you were thinking about it. And it's like, yeah, actually, the two are connected. Because if you think about why you are, why you feel overwhelmed, why you feel, um, you know, um, uh, everyone knows the acronym for fear, you know, false evidence appearing real, why you feel fear, why you feel imposter syndrome, why you feel all of these things that can um create a hurdle for you to get over before you actually get to the thing that you're trying to do um can be a hurdle for not just getting to the thing that you're trying to do but also to 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 evolve into the person that you need to be uh and what actually helps all of those things the overwhelm the the imposter syndrome is 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 data information clarity do you know what I mean? When you're confident, it's just like a GPS. If you're thinking about driving to a certain location, when you're clear on the direction that you're going to, I mean, how many of us now, nobody probably uses maps anymore. Um, we all just put the punch the, the details into the GPS and then we can relax because we trust the, the, um, the navigation system to take us to where we need to go and the fastest route possible. And, and, and so it's taken the decision out of our hands. Now, Without that sat nav, you would check a map before you go if you wanted to relax. If you didn't, you'd be worried about, oh, I need to get there at this time. I don't want to be late and all of these these other things. So it's about systemizing the process to get rid of that, um, uh, you know, negativity within your mind, whether it's imposter syndrome or overwhelm and all of those things. And you can and, and that what helps that is the clarity of the vision the clarity of of the direction that you're going in, the clarity of what is the next milestone that I'm going to. I'm, uh, if I'm clear on that, if I know, if I have all the details, I don't need to worry. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, you're still going to have things that come in along the way that, uh, that you know, try and slip you up. But if you have, the more information you have, the more comfortable and confident that you're going to be. Um, just to kind of take a step back to go forward, because it's all part of what we're discussing now in terms of the road mapping. Um, you know, the differences between the two, if you're if you're a, um, a startup, really what's on your roadmap is going to be slightly different. If you're a startup, you, you know, uh, do you need to get funding? Do you need to... Um, uh, you know, register the comp- registering the company. Um, have you got the accountant in place? You know, it's, I use the analogy of um, if you're climbing a mountain, you want to make sure you're prepared. 
You want to make sure you've got the right walking boots. You want to make sure you've got the the right uh, snacks in your rucksack, that you've got a rucksack. You know what I mean? Have you got um, everything in that you need, the Swiss Army knife? Do you have water? You want to make sure you're fully prepared before you actually start that journey. Uh, and and it's similar to, to a roadmap. You know, you need to understand where you are right now. So if you're a startup, these are the things that you need to, you know, add into your roadmap. And and what does that first milestone look like for you? And ultimately, what's the end goal? What's the vision? And I always push people when I'm working with them to actually think about what's beyond the vision. Because sometimes what happens is we focus on the vision so much that when we eventually get there, we get there and we're like, well, okay, well, I don't really know what to do now. Do you know what I mean? And then you can waste time. And don't get me wrong, it's fantastic that you've got there, but you can waste time not then moving on to the next what the next thing is. And and depending on how hard it is for you to formulate a, a roadmap and how hard you find it to because some people don't like it in the same way that some people um don't like talking about their numbers when it comes to business. So if if it takes you a long time to actually map that out, then you wanna definitely um, think about what's beyond the vision and what's beyond the vision should actually make your your the hairs on your arms kind of stand on edge on the on the end do you know um, what I mean? or, or put the butterflies in your stomach thinking about what's beyond the vision do you know what i mean like not just what you get when you get to your goal but what's beyond that do you know what i mean that should excite you and and the reason why i say that have that in the back of your mind is because you know you want to um you want to 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 have everything within your skill set that you need to to run towards that vision and it's going to be there's going to be it's going to be a roller coaster ride there's going to be some real low times so what can you actually utilize in those low times and you know everyone has heard of this, you know Simon Sinek's book start with why yeah your why is is part of um the power that's going to be pushing you forward but you also want to think about okay well this is the reason this is the reason why and when i get to that i want to get to that vision because what's beyond the vision is even more amazing you know hopefully oh, that's, that's I'm answering smiling. your question a bit yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying it's a hundred percent just clear in the the point that you made about people fearing doing that and fearing mm-hmm. setting out that roadmap for themselves. What do you think they fear the most at that point? It's interesting, and I think that's different for everybody. You know, I think it's different for everyone. I think, um, again, that you know, without getting too deep in the conversation, for some people, um, what they've been taught along the way contributes towards their decision-making process, contributes towards their mindset around um you know some of those big decisions that they make um sometimes they're using the mindset of maybe their parents or um you know uh relatives or people that they have around them um i know for sure you know as as much as i i, I started the conversation i said absolutely my mom was a huge inspiration to me my my grand uh, uh parents my grandmother was a huge inspiration but at the end of the day entrepreneurship was never something that they spoke about it was always go to school get qualifications get a job um you know have a career be successful get married you know and 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 that's it you know have kids that that was it but at the end of the day um 
I'm, I'm not trying to say that there's, there's anything wrong with that, but that was their mindset based on, um, you know, what they were taught. That was their mindset based on um, everything that was uh, impacting them as they were growing up. But we live in a different time now. So, um, you know, we have to take a lot of the positives from our journey, um, but not necessarily take absolutely everything so that um, some of those those old mindsets are holding us back. Um, so when to answer your question, when you think about the fear of, 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 of the planning and the fear of the road mapping, some people fear their own success. Some people fear, you know, going into that um, false territory that they're not familiar with, that they're not, um, you know, that, that is totally alien to them, you know, that, that their parents have never spoken about, you know, that, that they have no kind of reference point for. Um, you know, some people fear evolving into this new amazing individual that they never thought that they could actually um, be. So, you know, we have to we have to continuously evolve, continuously um, educate ourselves, continuously uh, invest in ourselves to um, just be be better than we were before. You know, so take the lessons that we had before and don't use them uh, in a way that is going to limit us, but use us, use them in a way that's going to allow us to grow and continue to evolve. Oh yes. Love this. It's so true. And when you said fear is success, there's a, there's an amazing poem by Marianne Williamson that I was told about by mm. my mentor, because I said, I don't have limiting beliefs, but I have this, mm. this weird thing about what's going to happen when I get there. And would everybody, what if nobody wants to be around me anymore? Or, you know, what, if, what if, is it going to be lonely? Because it's already lonely now, you know, and all these yeah, things that come yeah. in and, and it's, and when he made me read this poem and I suggest anyone listening to it goes and, and looks it up, it was like, if you do not do it and you do not bring your gift to the world, you are ripping off the world. You really are. Mm-hmm. But then what happens, one of the other things that I definitely had, and I know whether you identify with this, is that I'd never really had um, imposter syndrome. Never had it. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then it kicked in. And it didn't kick in at first because I'd already been on this kind of, maybe, I don't know whether you can identify with this because you, you're in your sort of second business. It didn't kick in. Mm in the in the beginning bit because I'd kind of done that before it kicked in when it started to be a big enough game and I was like Mm. oh and and literally that was one of the other things my mentor said is ah so the game's big now now there's more on the line now this is a bigger thing now things are actually coming to reality and I see it as you know Mm. and and it's strange because I help a lot of people set up strategy like like yourself but I see it as sometimes maybe eh, if they don't set out the strategy, then maybe they've got a bit of a get out. Well, what do you mean? This plan will make me succeed? Hell no, I can't do that plan. <laughs> I will succeed. Yeah. So it's it's a very, Absolutely. but you're right. It's different for many people. That's, you know, that's what I identify with what you were saying. I'm sure anyone else listening will have their, their sort of different thoughts. So Marvin, we've talked about kind of why the roadmaps uh, really sort of help and, and what they can kind of avoid We've also talked about kind of the mindset that um, sort of people have when they look at the roadmap or setting a strategy. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how do you actually go about creating them with someone? Is it something you, you know, do you already have that set? Do you create it with that person? How does it work? Yeah, it's a good question, actually. I think um, so. 
I basically run sort of strategy days with entrepreneurs uh, and it's I used to do it like in like a full day sort of session um and now I do it I split it in, in half so it's over over two uh, sessions rather than trying to do everything in one day because I, I you you see people start to fade after a couple of hours um <laughs> and become sort of a bit disengaged in the process but um but for me, really, it, it starts with with the vision. Do you know what I mean? And understanding, um, you know, what is it they actually want to achieve? Um, because I think um, to the point that we we were discussing previously, many people um, are confused about what a roadmap actually is. You know, some people actually get a roadmap confused with like a business plan or something like that. But but a roadmap is is um, is far from that. Bus- business plans are much more sort of rigid. Whereas a roadmap will is is you know there, there's the ebb and flow um, within there. It's it's the idea that you know yes you're definitive in the decision making process, but you're flexible in the approach and how you actually address certain things. But also again to to what we touched on before, it's the clarity, um, having the clarity around what the, the individual milestones are and how um, the strategy as to how you're actually gonna. Uh, get to them um so you know we cover absolutely everything um from sales to marketing branding social media i stay pretty much within my wheelhouse um you know that's what i've kind of done for the last 20 years um i've done all this sort of sales training sort of the miller hyman and challenger sale and all you know the blue ticket and gold ticket and green ticket all that stuff um as well as the sort of the design and branding side of things so um you know, I'm basically sort of speaking on uh, not just what I've experienced within business, but also um, the training that that, uh, that I've had along the way. So um, when I have these sessions, um, it's really broken down into those individual things. And yes, I do actually have um, uh, key uh, uh, documents that I share um, with entrepreneurs you know and the final document is kind of a roadmap uh, and then I explain how they sort of use the roadmap but um, you know to, to answer your question I think the first thing that people need to do is is recognize um, where they are as as a, as a company you know are you at that startup stage are you um, you know have you been trading for a few years and then go back to the vision and the objective and say right this is how I want the roadmap to actually serve me you know, these are the these are the challenges that um, we have within the organisation, and this is the reason why we need the roadmap. Because um, another vital role of that roadmap is communication. So, if you are a larger organisation um, and and you actually have a team of people, and you, you know, you, everybody needs to understand the direction that the organisation is going in. Everyone needs to understand what the objective is, what the vision is. You know, yes, you can put the mission statement out there, but if there are key individual stakeholders who are pivotal in helping the company or the organisation get to that vision, they need to be aware of what that roadmap is. Do you know what I mean? So it, it plays multiple roles. And, and I think um, uh, there are different levels of importance depending on, you know, what your vision is and, and where you're starting, whether you're a startup or a, uh, or a, corp- a, a corporate organisation that's been running for a few years. Um, and then different people use them in different ways. So, you know, you can 
you can have a sales a specific sales roadmap so um you know you'll have mini roadmaps that that fall into the larger one um you know so if you've got a sales team okay well what what's the objective you know what's the vision for or the end goal for this sales team within this set period of time um and i think you know it, it, it helping again communication helping them understand um you know that journey and how we intend to get there again uh to a point we touched on previously helps to remove the, the overwhelm helps to remove the the worry the concern the feeling that we aren't going to be able to do it that you know all of those potential negatives um can be taken away by just providing the factual information and the steps uh, uh that you know, need to be taken really Amazing. Thank you for giving us the insights into that. And, you know, I'm sure anyone listening will know now, right, actually, have I got one? Who can help me? Mm-hmm. Marvin, that definitely you are the man to be talking to uh, about this. I'm going to give you two, uh, a choice between two gifts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next with my a bit of a fun one, this one. So question for you, do you want a magic wand or a crystal ball? Oh, this this is a terrible question for someone like me because I'm going to ask a million and one questions about the magic wall and then a million and one questions about the the magic wand. <laughs> you just got to pick one and then the question will follow. <laughs> oh, God, this is terrible. You're kidding me. I want details. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, see, I've got to make a bunch of assumptions and I hate making assumptions on what the the magic wand can do and what the crystal ball can do um i'm gonna go with magic wand ah i like this yeah okay well first of all well done for making a decision without having all the details (laughs) 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 this is where we are as consultants we can laugh about this because we're like oh hang on a minute i need to ask a few more questions before i make Mm. my uh my answer this okay so with the magic wand, the magic wand mm-hmm. question is, if you had a magic wand that I'm giving you right now and you could change anything in the world, what would you change? Wow. Is it for me or is it for others? Well, it depends on which, it depends on which uh, I suppose, looking glass you're looking through right now. Okay. <laughs> um, There's no judgment here. <laughs> oh, um. Wow. That's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. Oh, I, I've got so many questions. But with the magic um, wand, anything is possible. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um, let me let me rephrase it. If if yeah. you a magic you've got the magic wand, you can change anything in the business world right now. What would you change? Okay, okay. Um I would improve I would I would uh, across the board uh, wave my magic wand to um improve self-awareness uh within individuals um because i think that that's one of the the biggest things that would impact so many people's businesses it would have a massive knock-on effect uh to affect people's um uh, business roadmaps people's life roadmaps improving people's relationships with other people uh, it would it would just be um a huge huge uh, game changer um if i was going to be selfless and and not make it about me but make it about uh impacting uh something bigger than myself 
Well, let's be honest. If people had a lot more self-awareness, I think it might make it a bit easier for us too, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, that's something we can ponder over over the weekend, I'm sure. Um, Marvin, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the Emotioneering podcast today. Um, please tell people how can they get in touch with you if they do want to work with you in uh, in the capacity that you can help them. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for having me. And I've really enjoyed the conversation. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to me, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as Marvin Reed. Um, obviously, there's the website volume2.co.uk. Um, I'm also now a bit more present on Instagram as well. So uh, feel free to follow me there as uh, volume two official. Um, and if you DM me uh, strategy 101, then uh, you can uh, connect with me that way as well. Um, so, yeah, that those are some of the ways uh, to connect with me. I'm also going to be relaunching my podcast as well, The Collab Perspective. Um, so uh, hopefully uh, I'll be much more present in the future. Yes, love this. Please. It has been an absolute pleasure to interview. Thank you ever so much for being our guest. No, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day and ciao for now.